We were designed for deep and intimate connection, but far too often we find ourselves on relational autopilot. You want the marriage you dreamed of, not the marriage that you're settling for. Each week we share personal and professional stories, giving you tools and guidance, empowering you to restore and reimagine the marriage you always wanted. Welcome to the Thrive Marriage Podcast. So this month we're talking about our interview with Dan Allender about what it means to leave your family of origin. So last week you heard from Tracy and her husband, Mark, and today I am joined by my wife of 25 years, Beth, and we are discussing how we had uh, somewhat of a microwaved leaving experience ourselves, and yet even today while we're working on this podcast, um, I experienced really a remnant of how my own heart is still in the process of leaving. And uh, so let's dive right in. Um, You know, Beth and I uh, both traveled significantly away from home to go to college. We met in college uh, and uh, I was from Colorado. Beth was from Virginia and we met at university in Chicago. Uh, And so there was some experience already very physically leaving our families as we stepped into that space of being college students. Uh, And then we were both pretty independent already had done some significant stuff of travel and, and whatever. Before that, I'd been an exchange student in Germany as a junior in high school. So I was gone already as 16 years old away from my family uh, for a whole year and then came back for my senior year in high school and then went to college. So it feels like physically we've had a pretty significant um, already experience of leaving even before we met. Yeah. And so we get married right out of school. And within the first couple of years of marriage, we are overseas for the better part of a decade. And I think when I think of family of origin and leaving and really separating yourself from like all of the things that a family would pull you back into, at least on the surface level of considering family of origin, that whole kind of first decade of our marriage and adulthood felt like a microwaved experience of separating. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of like, okay, we're going to go here for Thanksgiving and here for Christmas and and all that because we were out of the country. It wasn't really an option. It wasn't an issue that we had to navigate too too much. Granted, our families came over and all that, and it was beautiful to see them, but we didn't have that very typical, we live close to family, and so there's this deeply intertwining lives that we had with grandma and grandpa and all the things that a lot of families typically have. There wasn't space to be enmeshed or to feel unhealthy, again, on the surface, right? because we were physically away. And so it, it seemed like, like if you had asked this question, how did we do leaving when we were 33 years old, I would say, oh, we did great. We, we did rocked, awesome. We rocked it. Yeah. We were so independent and on our own and individuated, like Dan said, from the get-go. Right. And, you know, the experience that we had, too, was um, kind of a crucible experience because we didn't just live overseas. Uh, we were living in a pretty highly charged Middle Eastern, exp- you know, undercover missionary experience where we were. And so the crucible of that experience really drew us closer. We had to be each other's best friends. We had to really trust one another. We we were walking through uh, almost monthly trauma after trauma after trauma together. And that really drew us together um, rather than, you know, like I said, that intertwining being pulled back to, you know, you're being pulled back to your mom's house and I'm being pulled back to mine and all that kind of stuff that a lot of couples walk through. So on the surface. On the surface, right? So that's the first half of our marriage. And then you go to counseling school. (laughs) And then everything gets 
deconstructed into uh, what we thought was true uh, to what was actually true. Right. And, you know, the however good um, that experience was for us, because, again, it was somewhat of a crucible experience that drew us together. And I think we would both say that the, the three years that we were in our grad programs uh, in Seattle, back here in the States, uh, was really some of the the best years of our lives and, and marriage in the sense of we were together, we were doing it together, we were walking through some things. But um, beginning to understand really what individuation means, really what the leaving means, is not just as Dan talked about, uh, the the geographical or the financial separation from our families and saying goodbye, you know, hopping on a plane and saying goodbye. That's not... That, that is only one small sliver of the pie of what it actually means to leave. And in this interview, he talks about the, uh, the psychological and the spiritual leaving of the mental structures, the relational structures that get formed in the family of origin that we then carry on into our marriages uh, that we then also continue to need to leave. Mm-hmm. And that process is... Uh, happens once and then continues to happen over and over and over again. So the word that's coming to mind is ecosystem, that we are born and raised in an ecosystem. And you can remove a person from that system, but can you remove the system from that person? Yeah. And how hard that really is to do that. And just the way Dan talks about the structures of life and the way we learned to do life is a part of that ecosystem. And so that is really embedded. And that is that was deep inside of us and far beneath the surface, which is probably why it took so long to really discover and name. So this is also something that we're like learning is continual in us. And uh, I want to just open the door a little bit to some vulnerability of what is actually happening uh, in us and between us even right now as we're producing this podcast. So um Beth has been doing a lot of the the back end of the podcast and and finding the different clips and whatever. And there was something about the clip from this interview that Tracy and I had done with Dan that that I did not do correctly. I did not provide for her correctly or tell her exactly where we wanted to go uh, in the conversation. And uh, she expressed some level of frustration and some level of disappointment. Well, that very thing is a significant trigger for me. And in my family of origin, there, there was no space for disappointment. There was no space for anyone to feel disappointment towards me uh, because that, that meant a break in relationship. That meant if someone was disappointed in me, then I was at risk of losing some level of connection or attunement or, or intimacy with that, that parent. And um, so when, when Beth expresses, even right now, today, some level of disappointment with me or some frustration with me, I go into this completely other internal space. Um, I get hot physically. I get defensive. Um, I get shut down. I want to just take the computer and go somewhere else, uh, right, and work on it and fix it uh, and whatever. And what I'm doing is I am moving myself away from Beth in order to protect my own heart. And that's not for anything that Beth has done, it is my uh, my internal structures, the ecosystem that has not yet been removed from me. I've not actually left that structure within my heart and in my soul uh, of Beth is not going to remove her, her love or attunement or intimacy from me. And yet I experience it that way. 
And that's that's live and right now. That was like literally three minutes ago that that all this unfolded between us. And it's part of that, you know, leaving structure that I'm still working out and both of us are still working out. And so even though we had these, you know, almost 15 years of physically being separate uh, from our parents, our family of origin, there's still so much under the surface that we've not left that I've not left. I'm not going to speak for you, but that I've not left. And my loyalty in some way is still to my own self-protection and not my loyalty to you and to us to say, hey, we can work this out. We can figure this out. Now, fortunately, after you know 25 years of, of doing some of this, we're, we're still sitting here and we're doing this and we're able to talk about it relatively quickly, but far too many, uh, far too many people don't have a sense of the, the lack of leaving that has happened in their lives and their hearts Um, And which then takes them into those kind of conflict cycles that just resurface and resurface uh, over and over. Well, and I think a lot of times we, we, in terms of spouses, married couples, will just focus on that, like the conflict that just happened. And what, what the heck? Like, why are you assuming... I'm blaming you or I'm, you know, jumping down your neck for for doing something wrong, like lighten up or don't you trust me by now? That's not really what my heart was. Like we would just talk about the conflict mm-hmm. and not kind of step back a moment and realize, oh, there it is mm-hmm. again. There mm-hmm. it is again. Like you're back in that ecosystem where that was an unbearable emotion that was, mm-hmm. you know, intolerable to, to be disappointed in and here I am perpetuating that I'm, I'm mom, I'm dad. Like I'm that person again in that ecosystem for you. Right. That's a far deeper understanding of the conflict that's going on. Right. And it wasn't even a conflict. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) you got hot and flushed and. Yeah. yeah. It it wasn't even a conflict. You were just expressing, Oh, I need the, the specific clip kind of a thing. And it, it was this, this experience that I had a family of origin experience that I had with you in the here and now today, that, um, that is some of that underlayer of not having done some of that, that leaving in some of those, you know, commitments that I've made to keep myself protected from disappointing anyone. Uh, so I'm curious, Beth, what your experience of that was as I started to pull away from you and all we're talking about is a is an audio clip like what did that feel like to you well honestly what's what's on the tip of my tongue um is less about me and more like realizing that I mean honestly in that moment it was why why does this feel fragile right now and fragile again and feeling like your window of tolerance for things for anything related to my disappointment is getting shorter. Hmm. And we could say it's COVID related. It's whatever the season. I don't think that's it. I think it's the season you're in with your own family mm-hmm. right now and what that's bringing up. And so it's, I just wonder if the, the more vulnerable you are with where they are in their life right now, the, mm-hmm. the further back we're going. Mm-hmm in some of your, like what's being brought up for you. Yeah. And I, so that's, that's completely fair. It really is a lot more about me than it is about you. And um, I think that's really insightful for you to say that because like right now, um, both my mom and my dad are in pretty physically vulnerable places. And particularly my mom, 
being at advanced stages of Alzheimer's and in a nursing home. And there's, she's already left uh, us in many ways, left me in many ways. Like there's, uh, and so I'm, I'm in a pretty fragile place with the family of origin in, you know, the, the leaving was me, us, me leaving them, us leaving them. And now I'm in a place where it feels like they're going to leave me. And that, that feels pretty raw. And so when I'm experiencing these levels of emotions and disappointments and all the kinds of things that are going on, it feels a lot closer to the surface than, than it has in the past uh, because they've been fine. I know they've been fine. And, uh, and, and yet that family of origin feels really, really iffy right now um, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I think your word fragile is, mm-hmm. is really, I, I do feel really fragile. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think that too, just to be aware I mean, we've been having interactions like we just had for 25 years, and that response isn't typical a typical pattern that we would get into. So there's something there is something different and thin and mm-hmm. fragile, which is why I can say, like, hey, this your window of tolerance is shrinking. Mm-hmm. To to be able to name if it's what it's coming from, and that I could only do that from you accessing where that's coming from for you and then to to realize yeah that makes total sense with where you're at with your family that correlation I think is just really helpful mm-hmm. yeah and um, I think it's helpful even to be thinking about kind of the stages of life that we do go through that you know we got married when I was 22 you were 21 so we were like little babies when we got married and and then like you said for the next you know 10 years 12 years we were uh, geographically away from our family and then moving back to the States and all that, like the seasons of our lives have been pretty marked, pretty clear. And now we're in a new season of our life with, with uh, my ailing parents. Um, And uh, the leaving, I think the, the process of leaving actually is not a one and done thing. As we've said, it's an ongoing thing. And I think it's also an ongoing thing in different ways and different means, depending on the stage that we're in. Uh, and so here I am now at this stage with where they are physically and mentally, uh, where I am having to be as adult as I've ever been in the relationship with them and feeling still the, the desires and lack and want of the lack of attunement with them over the course of my life uh, and in various ways. So when I feel that between you and me, that, you know, that distance or the disappointment, it just triggers a feeling of lack of attunement all over again, which brings me to the fragility that, that I'm in. Yeah. That was young Chris in that moment with me. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So as we continue this conversation uh, about leaving and what it means to leave our family of origin. Uh, as we've said today and, and over the last couple of podcasts, it is an ongoing process. It is something that um, will need to be addressed over and over and over again. And it has far more to do with the psychological and relational structures that are uh, part of that ecosystem of how we were raised that we will continue to need to leave in our marriage, regardless if we've been married one year or 25 years, uh, it will be something we deal with uh, and and continue to grow in uh, over the course of our relationship. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Marriage Podcast, where each week we're bringing you personal and professional stories to help your relationship. 
You can learn more about us at restorationcounselingnoco.com or find out more about the Thrive Marriage Lab membership community over in our digital laboratories, restorylabs.com. We open membership up only twice a year, so make sure you join the waitlist to be the first to know. We'll see you same time, same place next week.